Hi, I'm Dave Kirpin. And I'm Carrie Kirpin. And you're listening to the latest episode of In, In It, it Together. Together. So last episode, we we got really, really deep and vulnerable. And it was obviously hard for us. And <laughs> it was a doozy. Sure, it was hard for some of the listeners. In fact, we heard from we heard from a lot of you. So thank you so much for for reaching out and saying uh, what you thought, and o- overwhelmingly the the feedback was very positive. So thank you. Uh, I know that um, I know that it was a really difficult topic, and for sure, for um, sure. what what we heard from you guys loud and clear was that you appreciated that we talked about you know a fight and were so vulnerable and and honest and raw, and that it was a it was a nice. Um, evidence that that can happen without without ruining like a relationship that that can happen and then we can go on and here we yeah, are Yeah, a lot of people a lot of people reach out like okay are you still gonna record the podcast after that that was very rough but i think i think that it was important for people to be able to see that you can have that type of a deep uh disagreement and breach of, you know, feelings, all the things, you can have all the things and that you can still recover. And I think that to me is what was important about publishing that episode. And Carrie said to me right beforehand, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll just reassure everyone that, you know, everything's perfect. And, and I was like, well, it's not quite that easy. I mean, I think, I think the good news is we can reassure everyone that that we love each other and we're committed to each other and that that we will continue to to obviously work through things and we'll continue to meet every week and continue to communicate with each other and support each other. I mean, I I I was I was bummed out and I I I you know, I went to a therapist and I uh talked through things and we had another conversation. We had our Friday meeting and it was a lot better and and we're on to another week and 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 here we are. That's that's really our own our only choice, but for me um, I don't, I don't regret that we talked about it and I don't regret that anything that happened, it, it's, although it was called a regrettable incident, um, but, uh, I, I, you know, it is what it is and, you know, here we are and, you know, everything's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think when I said that I wanted to let people know that things were perfect, I didn't mean that we have a perfect relationship. I meant, hey, we had this pretty profound, large, painful, uncomfortable argument. And yet here we are now and we are alive and thriving and fine. So, so there you, there, there you have it. And um, thank you again for everyone's feedback. And uh, we're going to, we're going to move on and to, to, to better, to better things. And so we will be right back with uh, today's topics. We're going to talk today about Be Likeable Day. We're going to talk about eight dates. And I can't wait to get into that with y'all right after this. So Dave, I know you're really excited about this Wednesday, the 26th, which is your favorite holiday, Be Likeable Day. Be Likeable Day, our very own holiday. And um, last year, we did the first annual Be Likeable Day. It was in conjunction with likable social media's third edition being released and i decided instead of promoting a book let's 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 create a movement and let's let's try to 
make social media a little more positive a place for one day. Likeable Media's mission for a long, long time, well, since we started the company, was to create a more likable world. And here we could actually try to do that. So last year was the first. We reached 77 million people in over 25 countries. It was a phenomenal success. Um, the basic idea being in, in, a, in a world where social media is so negative and so toxic, for especially for young people. Uh, let's take a day where we all focus on committing to one act of kindness uh, online. So I thought it was really interesting to bring this to a relationship podcast because the concept of being likable or being kind is really important in our relationships too, as we have experienced over time. Well, so I've been writing about I've been writing about this in preparation for Be Likable Day. And by the way, BeLikableDay.com, of course, is where you can take the pledge to commit to one act of kindness yourself. So, so here's the cool thing: um, there's a really good argument to be likable because it's the right thing to do. But there's actually a really good argument for being likable because it makes you feel better. And kindness has actually been shown scientifically to improve your own mood. And um, so it got, it got me thinking about the very, very classic book that you and I both love uh, called, uh, Have you, it's called Have You Filled My Bucket? Yes. Or The Bucket Filler? I think it's called Have You Filled My Bucket. Yes. And it's all about the fact that sometimes when we're feeling down, when we're feeling low, that's when we're not so nice to, to one another. And certainly in relationships, it's the same thing. And on the contrary, if, if we actually say nice things, it not only fills the other person's bucket, not, it not only makes them feel good, it actually makes us feel good. It actually, it feels good to be kind. It mm. feels good to be nice. It feels good to commit to acts of kindness. And then in turn, we feel better about ourselves and we are more positive in relationships. Yeah, but you know, for ladies out there, certainly, I wanna make sure that we get this point across too, is that you can deliver difficult messages, but deliver them with kindness. Because I think sometimes, uh, at least, I don't know, from my perspective, looking at being likable um, is always about making somebody else feel good. They'll like me if I make them feel good. Now, that doesn't mean that you should sacrifice how you feel or things that you need in that process. I know for me, uh, as a mom and a, you know, an employer, a million different things that I do, I'm always looking to make other people happy. But I think it's very, very important that you identify your own needs and that you communicate them with kindness. Because often, if you don't communicate them and you let them sit, by the time they get out there, they're not so nice. And so I think it's really important to know that being likable isn't just about making everyone else happy. It's about having the ability to communicate your own needs as well in a way that is kind and in a way that makes other people feel good. Right. So, for example, um, if it were really so you, you've had some times in the past, maybe where um, you have reminded me about taking out the garbage in a way that maybe doesn't feel as good. And so um, I'm sure there's people out there that remind people about tasks to do around the house, but maybe it might feel a little bit naggy. And instead, when you say with kindness, I really love yes. how you take out the garbage, it makes me 
happy and want to take out the garbage yes, more. Yes, and, yes, yes. Exa- that's exactly right. It's, it's delivering a message that can be challenging, but doing it in a way that makes other people feel good and that you feel good about too. And I think to me, that's the concept of being likable. So for instance, like when we talk about being likable online and bringing it back to one of our early episodes about politics, you can communicate how you feel politically without attacking another group. You can have political differences and have conversations in a likable way, even when it's difficult. And I think in relationships, you see that with the garbage, you see that with politics, you see that with just about everything that's out there in the world. And politics and garbage sometimes mix. They do. I, I, like, how you, I like how you combine <laughs> politics and garbage. Yep, so, politics and garbage. So taking out the garbage, so similar to our United States political climate right now. Um, so, yeah, so, so I think the idea is to... Um, it's, it's, it's so basic and yet so f- rarely do we consciously work on it. And, and it's like, think before you speak, think mm-hmm. before you act both online, uh, and in relationships. And, and, and there's almost always a better way to say something yep. than maybe we might have done, um, if you weren't conscious of it. And it's all about being conscious, being consciously kind and and speaking your truth with with love and kindness in relationships and everywhere visit belikableday.com to check out and take the pledge for us today awesome thanks so much cool okay dave are you ready for our relationship hack of the week yes what are we talking about today carrie i'm pretty excited about our relationship hack of the week because this is something that we tried that took place over several weeks. So you have to be committed, but I can tell you that when you do it, it definitely yields great results. Are you guys ready? I certainly hope so. I'm ready. Okay, good, someone's here with me. Okay, so uh, we read this book called Eight Dates, Essential Conversations for a Lifetime of Love. And basically what it is, is a series of eight dates that you go on. It was actually originally designed for people who were kind of just getting into a serious relationship. And then it could be used for people who've been in a relationship a long time. And you go on these eight different dates and you ask a series of questions on each and they give you like quite a, quite a few uh, tips on location or style. And it's pretty awesome. Did you enjoy this activity, Dave? I did. I mean, there were times that were challenging on it. It's really serious stuff. So I would say that it's not for the casual daters and it's not for the, um, it really, I mean, hopefully you're not listening if you're like a super jaded, jaded married person, but it's for, for somebody that, that really wants to take their relationship to the next level and, 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 and go deep and, and, and work through real challenges, um, but have, have a good time doing it and have a good structure. It's by, of course, a Julie, John and Julie Gottman, who we've talked about before on this podcast, who are our, our favorite relationship gurus, probably. Yeah, we love them. I, I also think, you know what I think it's good for? If you're kind of on the fence about whether or not you should move forward. It's kind of like um, in the Catholic faith, uh, pre-cana, when you do it before you get married. But it's kind of really good if you want to go on these dates and have these essential conversations. You could realize from these, I mean, thank goodness we didn't have this reaction, but you could realize like, hey, 
we're really kind of not working out here. Well, I was thinking that, Carrie, but I didn't want to scare all of our listeners into not doing it. <laughs> no, but that would make me want to do it because I would want to know. So let's talk about date. Let's talk about the eight dates. So okay. the first date, okay, I will tell you. So, so each date has a topic yes. and a focus, and basically they're all like super important areas, as you'll see in just a moment. Should we should we go through the eight we'll in general? just talk about the eight, and yeah. I don't think we need to go into the specifics of like each one where they are, but I think talking about what they're about and kind of our own experiences, if we recall them, I, th- I think I do. Like, for instance, the first one is called Lean On Me, and it's all about trust and commitment. And the first date, I cried because I was I was very anxious. I was anxious to uh, let my guard down and be able to really be vulnerable uh, about my own issues of trust and and really how difficult that was for me. Yeah, that was definitely the hardest date for us. So that was hard because so I glad, cried, but I'm I had glad. to get eased in. So for those of you, just don't give up on the first date. So I was far, like, so far we've really re- solved this you guys, process. You have well. to do this. It's great. No shh. It is actually really, really, really good. I, I did cry, but then I decided to go to date number two. Which was all about conflict. It's called Agree to Disagree Addressing Conflict. And I don't remember that except oh, that we this was about, it worked much better. Yeah, so it was about how we argue. And I yeah. remember being terrified to go into that one because if I cried on the first one around trust, oh my God, around conflict, what are we going to do? But I actually, I love the conflict date because we... I, that's actually where we sort of set up how we like to argue and, and how we like to have a disagreement. And so I think that that worked really well for us as, as seen in the last episode. I guess so. There okay. you go. Now, the third one uh, was my personal favorite. It was called Let's Get It On, Sex and Intimacy. So this is, for me, uh, was a really nice excuse to talk about things that maybe we don't talk about a lot, like, you know, inside the bedroom and whatnot. And and I thought it was really good to understand where each other you know, where, where, where we're each coming from around a topic that to many, many people out there probably feels kind of taboo. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I liked about this date, I liked all the setups and like locations and what they said. And they said like, go to a dimly lit location and like dress really nice for your partner and all that. That, that was really very, very fun. I was terrified though, about, because I am much more private, as you know, about having this conversation at, at a dinner, but we didn't, did we run into anyone we know at that no, one? No, we didn't. We did, we that did one. run into, I think, on this one. We did. We did. You know, the, the, where, whereas uh, Let's Get It On, Sex and Intimacy was all about dressing really nicely and having going on a really nice romantic dinner. The next one was all about saving money and, 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 and being really frugal. So we went to a cheaper place for the cost of love, our work and money date. And yeah, I think we were talking finances when some neighbors uh, from from our oh town my gosh. Were, were right we next totally door. We totally were. We totally were. And this was an interesting one because money is often a hot button in our marriage through the years because we often have different ideas of what we value spending on. And both of us agree that spending money on experiences. <laughs> I like to make it. She likes to spend it. Oh yeah, totally. And so experiences over things we both really value. But I think as a whole. Um, I think that we sometimes disagree. And so this one was really, really good. I, I was joking, just so you know, because mm-hmm. I know Carrie's going to be upset about me for joking about that. Okay. Date number five is Room <laughs> to Grow Family. So this one was kind of funny because we already have the three kids. Yeah, I mean, I this think was this the, one... This, like the one that was the least useful for us in a way. Yeah, I think this one is the most most indicative of the fact that the best time to do this is earlier on in a relationship or marriage. So I think especially for this date five, it's best if you don't have kids yet or if you only have one kid and you're not sure, you know, if you're going to have another one. I don't 
know though, Dave, I think just we're very, very aligned on this area. We're always aligned in the area of family. And so I think for us, when we were doing it, it was such an easy, it was like a no brainer, easy date. The other funny thing about this date is they said, <laughs> try and have it. Like, I think it's for people who haven't yet had kids. So they said, try and have it where there are a lot of kids around. And we were like, oh, that's basically like, should we have it in our house at the dinner table? Like, there's always a lot of kids around everywhere we are. So why, why would we ever go anywhere? There was like, go to a playground, remember? Go to a playground to by, a playground yourselves, by yourselves without your kids and sit near kids. Yeah, that, that was kind of creepy. That wasn't on our list. Okay, the next one though was really fun. The next one was called Play With Me fun and adventure and you go on an adventure date now dave is definitely going to tell you what they recommended and what we didn't do it's well, his favorite there were all kinds of choices about things that you could do for this date and one of them my favorite which carrie was like absolutely not my favorite was um follow a random car <laughs> wherever they're going and go there which i thought was like so adventuresome and awesome and Kate, carrie was like yeah, no, that could, like, get us arrested. I mean, I no, it was more like I didn't want someone to think we were, like, stalking them and following them. That's very strange. That's a very strange date recommendation. But I, anyway, they're into adventure. And I think it would have been do- fun. If, if you're a listener and you would go on this date, please let us know. Okay. Give us that feedback. I'm dying to know if there are other couples out there that would, in fact, go on the follow a random vehicle date. Yeah, so we didn't do that, but we did go bowling and to an arcade. And I have not been to an arcade without the kids for a very long time. And we had so much fun. This was a great, great date. And then finally, we closed it off with... Two more. Two more. Oh, I missed this. Don't forget spirituality. I, I could have. Oh, this one was really interesting. Okay, so date seven was something to believe in, growth and spirituality. And this was one of my, in terms of content... This was one of my favorite dates because this is, again, an area that we're really aligned on, but it um, it just really strengthened our kind of resolve around spirituality as a whole. Well, I think it's, 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 it's again, similar to sex. It's a topic that you rarely just talk about on a day-to-day basis, right. right? It's sort of like how often do you talk about God and the afterlife? And I mean, maybe there are some people that do, but certainly for us, we, we don't. And so it was really cool to talk about the, that kind of level of, of, of depth. I also think it was really cute because we decided we were going to go to our temple and just sit in the sanctuary and be able to have the conversation because we knew there weren't classes going on or anything at that time. But it was closed. The way to get in, there was construction being done. And so they're in the process of renovating. And we decided, okay, you know what? We really love our temple. We're just going to sit outside in the car. We're going to park the car. We're going to sit in the car and have the conversation. Hot Hot date. Hot date. But this this was a great date. I mean, I loved it. You're right. We, we don't really talk about that, except maybe at high holidays or something along those lines. But we really don't get a chance to talk about spirituality at the level um, that we did on that date. And I love that. So our final date. Our final date was a lifetime of love, dreams. And it's probably the the most deep in terms of like what is what are your what are your biggest dreams in life? What are the things that you want to accomplish? And I love this date because I mean, I do think we actually do talk about this a pretty good amount in our annual strategic meetings, <laughs> but but it was really nice in a date setting to, to, to think about, you know, what it is that we want to do in our lives and how we want to do it together and support each other. And I think ultimately that's the goal of this podcast and really the goal of like our relationship is to experience life together and, and, and experience the ups and downs and grow together. I mean, what what better... What better thing to do with the person that you love than talk about your, your, your life's dreams, right? Yeah, and I think for me, I'm somebody who considers myself 
um, often pretty satisfied at a base level and, and, and doesn't really allow myself to dream to the level that I would. I, I feel like, okay, you know, I am where I am. I'm quite happy where I am. There's no time but the present, et cetera. And so I think having this, this, exercise forced me to dream in a way that you often do yeah of course i'm i'm, I'm the kind of person dreamer. that's never satisfied You're right, and i'm always satisfied so, so there it works. you go and so um, it works so, so you guys pick this up eight dates essential conversations for a lifetime of love by john and julie gottman we loved it and we hope you will too hopefully you don't go on the dates and decide it's just a no go yeah pick up uh, eight dates and let us know what you think and we'll be right back to wrap things up on in it together Thank you so much for listening. And as always, thank you so much for subscribing. And most of all, thank you to everyone that has left a rating or review in the iTunes store. It means so much to us and it really helps us build our brand and our podcast and get get it out to more people, which is what we're all about. Um, I hope you will continue to listen every single week as we bring you our relationship updates, news, tips, and tricks, and and all of our fun and wacky adventures together. Right, Carrie? Yep. And hopefully you guys take something from it and can bring it into your own lives. Until next week, I'm Carrie. And I'm Dave. And we we are are in it together. together.